3: Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC, good afternoon. All right, all right. Matt Ritter, when you have Matt Ritter, you know who Matt Ritter is? Matt Ritter of the plundering Ritters, who have plundered the state for years, one generation after the next? Well, Matt Ritter is the Speaker of the House, the head Democrat in the in the bin of loonies, who believes that bankruptcy is wonderful, nothing to be embarrassed about, nothing to mention. You don't ever admit that the state's bankrupt, but you don't... You don't mind. It doesn't impact the quality of the silk that is woven into your suits or your sense of superiority as you waltz around the marble halls that are perfectly healthy for everybody to walk around, but only some people are allowed to walk around on them. I think it has exceeded all of our expectations, said House Speaker Matt Ritter whose home community would be one of those that benefits from the first report. Quote, for the doubters, says Matt, who said this could never work, you could not have been proven more wrong. When you've got one of the Riders talking like that about a plundering program, you know that you're in trouble. And I, I mention this because we spend a lot of time focused on things that have happened in the past, to rob us blind. And robbing us blind is the purpose of state government in their minds. They are the people whose job it is to get reelected. And as long as they're getting reelected, they consider all schemes that they're running to defraud the people of the state who have been validated by the people of the state, even though they never tell the people of the state about how they're robbing us blind, or make any attempt to Bring everybody up to speed on just how wasteful and self-serving state government is. I'm referring to a story in today's Hartford Current Report. Poor community cities, sorry, poor Connecticut cities should get $76.5 million in state investments. What is a state investment, by the way? That's money taken from you, which is a divestment or a theft, or a plundering, because it's not being used to help you. It's not being used to make a better state. It is being used to make sure that a key voting constituency of the Democrats, who control the state and have for the past four decades or so, to make sure they get reelected. Here's the story. A new state panel tasked with revitalizing Connecticut's poor urban centers. I'll read that again. A new state panel tasked with revitalizing Connecticut's poor urban centers. Think about that sentence. There is a state panel. What is a state panel? A group of people who have an agenda to steal your money and put it to use to help the ruling party get reelected. That's what that phrase means, but they've shortened it to a new state panel tasked with revitalizing Connecticut's poor urban centers. How do you revitalize something That the ruling party has supposedly spent the last four decades trying to revitalize and they haven't done it yet. If they haven't done it yet, wouldn't it be safe to assume that another seventy six point five million dollars would not result in revitalization? But let me read the whole sentence to you now. A new state panel tasked with revitalizing Connecticut's poor urban centers is recommending $76.5 million in financing for more than two dozen economic development projects in 12 communities. 24 economic development projects in 12 communities. That would be two each on average. The initial report from the Community Investment Fund Advisory board, which includes brownfield remediation along the Connecticut River in Middletown, and an expansion of Waterbury's downtown district, now must be reviewed by Governor Ned Lamont's budget office. Uh oh, you think what will happen to all of our money once the governor's budget office sticks its nose in and decides to start protecting the taxpayers of the state? But have no fear. Nobody protects. The taxpayers of the state nobody that's not one of the tasks that state government thinks it has it's a it's amazing so here we're getting to the good part but the report which stems from a complicated political compromise on taxes and borrowing Uh Oh compromise bad news for you taxpayer who goes to work every day pays taxes but the report already boasts an impressive list of backers including the governor's top economic development officials and key legislative leaders from both parties. Top economic development officials that means thieves appointed by the governor to steal from the right people and give to the right people and key legislative leaders from both parties people who have been elected because they have robbed so successfully in the past and diverted resources so beautifully to all of the wrong people that all of the wrong people think that they should continue to have that job and that's when in this story in the Hartford Current, Matt Ritter says the about the plundering I think it has exceeded all of our expectations well not on this end no there is no limit to our expectations for the bad stuff you guys can do Ritter was referring to complex negotiations that surrounded the state budget in May and June of 2021. Progressive Democrats wanted to impose hundreds of millions of dollars in new taxes on Connecticut's wealthiest households and large digital media companies and then dedicate all those revenues to poor urban centers. Lamont, other other moderate Democrats and most Republican lawmakers oppose those increases. The principal argument against the plan was that boosting state taxes solely on the wealthy would prompt them to flee the state. Lamont also was advocating back in those days for something he called a debt diet. Connecticut has roughly $27 billion in bonded debt and ranks one, as one of the most indebted states per capita in the nation, and that, of course, has not changed, despite the debt diet. Some diets work, as you know, and some are doomed to fail because the person who decides to go on them is not a serious person and lacks the discipline to get the work done. All right, so that's wh- that's where we are with this story. Ritter brokered a compromise that abandoned the tax hikes hikes on wealthy households and digital media companies, but authorized 175 million in annual bonding starting uh, in this fiscal year and running through 20. Uh, 20- 26 and 27 for poor communities so this is about how to steal money from the future to give to the core constituencies of the Democratic Party who live in the areas which they the Democrats underserve. under the compromise approved in the by in the legislature The governor must identify relatively quickly any objections to projects endorsed by the Community Investment Fund Board. Otherwise, they're placed on the Bond Commission's agenda for action within 60 days. So you get that? Under the compromise, there's no order that they make sure that they protect you from being robbed blind again by a state that already has you more in debt than any other state in the country. Nope. They want to make sure. They want to make sure the funding is rushed through. And guess who controls all of the people, all of the uh, all of the mechanisms that are in place to make sure this thing happens? That's the governor. The governor's office expre- expects to finalize the projects. In the next few weeks, and Ritter remarkably doesn't expect much pushback, as they waste another big chunk of your money to buy votes. I just wanted to run that by you because it's right there in the Hartford Current, and it's a a readable thing. But you you know, you get so inured to this stuff. It was posted online at at nine thirty-five this morning. Report: Poor Connecticut cities should get $76.5 million in state investments. How about that headline, too? When you talk about media bias just for that headline, what investments? How is it an investment to spend more money on the underserved communities that the Democrats plan to continue underserving after they send them another $76 million? All right, if you have something to say on the subject, you're welcome to. But I just wanted to raise your attention to that and hope that you read about it. 8605 I've got other stuff to run by you. Stay with us on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, rocking. What day is this? I, this week is speeding by faster than normal. Joey, is that your experience? Are you made dizzy by how fast you're going to be sleeping in a sleeping bag again? Oh no, we're back in the camper this weekend. Oh, you are. So yeah, but I'm I'm counting down the days because this is the final week of camping. Oh, so oh, you're excited. It's then. like an emotional high and then low come Sunday afternoon. You mean you're disappointed when it's over? Yeah, I like sleeping it. on lumps. You oh, jeez, like? you people and your I sleep on the well, I do sleep on the ground, but no, the camper's fully loaded. It's more oh, like it a glamping yeah, thing. Okay, it's luxury. Oh yeah, struggling. If it gets cold, you know we'll just turn on the heat. The wife can sit by the electric fireplace. The kids will watch YouTube. Good, so. rough it in luxury. I That's love that. It. I'll just be sitting by the fire with a glass of whiskey and a dog. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Jamie in Middlefield. Hi, Jamie.
2: Hi, Todd. You know, thank you for pointing out the, the nonsense and the filth that continues. You know, they just want to keep this beating trough open. They're so, so they disgusting, though, us. Jamie. It is disgusting, and. It's more than that, though. It's great to say we're serving the underserved. We know who, who's not serving the underserved. You pointed that out. But they have their chosen lieutenants. There's graft involved. I'm quite sure that all these people are validating their positions in life by getting lots of money by being on this panel. Of course they are. And guess what? They can reward their friends. Maybe they're builders. Maybe there's people who build sidewalks. Who knows? But all these people are going to be out stomping the turf getting votes, trying to go out and get the vote out, you know, the union people and so on. It's, it's all connected. And then it's it's all a
3: scheme. It's all a scheme to defraud.
2: And then it's even worse when now these, some of these projects may come to fruition. Okay, look, we built this new building. We built this new playground, whatever it is. Then the politicians who of course want to get reelected can go out there for the dog and pony show and possibly TV cameras, whatever, and say, look, who gave you this? It was all me. I did this for you. Oh, baloney. It was our money that did that. But it's just so disgusting. It all just circles around. They play the game extraordinarily well. And I just I thank you so much for bringing this stuff to light because people need to know Connecticut 100 years ago used to be run like a business, real good faith with the taxpayer dollars. Sure, were there problems even then, but it's just worse than ever. And it's to the point where it's just laughable now. It's like, you know, people wonder why they might want to stay in this state. Well, you're going to be paying a lot for
3: it. Did you happen to hear there. did you happen to hear Jim Grasso yesterday, the, the son know. of the former governor? He was uh, you know, his mother was governor like 45 years ago and and he grew he grew up with her in politics and and he talked about her frustration back in when she took office in 75 she was coming home to to dinner and she was fuming over the progressives in her party and how they were they were the big problem to running the state effectively and doing what was right and she started making uh, uh, partnerships with the republicans because they were the ones who were rational on state policy And i was just really surprised to hear that it had been going on, this attempt to destroy the state had, had been uh, festering for so long. Yeah, she,
2: Ella Grasso was from a different generation, a whole different sort of mindset and principle and honorability and just dignity. And it's just now anything goes. It's just about me, myself, and I, and what can I get from me, and then I'm out of here. And uh, let, let the others just keep on doing what we're doing. So, yeah, that's a shame. But thank you so much for bringing all this stuff to light and keep it up because, you know, it's the only way we're going to save the state.
3: Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate it. Eight six zero five two two wtic It's not that they're, well, they're just awful what they're doing. It's a team sport, the destruction of the state now. They vote in near unison for doing what's right for their special interest voters. And that's it. That's the only consideration there is the transfer of wealth away from you. All right. I have something else I want to talk about the economy. You, have you noticed the stock markets a little up and down? Anybody nervous about this? I want to hear from you. Are you nervous about the stock market? Is it causing you anguish? Is it causing you worse than anguish? Like real practical changes in your options in life because you've retired on a fixed income or you're getting close to that point And fixed incomes don't work well in economies that are being ravaged by plundering the the over abundance of money in the economy is what causes inflation and the overabundance of money in the economy that is artificially high demand is created by government policy and fed policy that's how it happens that's what they want how much are you suffering because of the plundering of the plunderers. 860-522-9842 Is that Chu in Watertown? Hi. Todd, how are you? Thank you for the call, sir.
4: You're welcome. I hope all is well. Just uh interesting what happened, uh, what I read the other day about Justin uh Justin down there in New Haven. He did a good job.
3: Justin Elliker, the mayor? Elker, the mayor.
4: Yeah, he's something else. Uh, apparently he's getting American rescue money there for uh-huh. giving people a month or two rent for free. You're eligible to about uh, $5,000. $5,000 for any minority that decides to rent in New Haven. I mean, that and the fact, uh, how about if I'm making $40,000 a year, anything 40 or less, I'm eligible for ten to thirty thousand dollars in money for a new house.
3: I didn't so hear why? about this plan. It, it, now, who gets the money?
4: Yeah. Anybody who's a minority in New Haven. Somebody give me a hand here. I mean, what, forty thousand dollars. Why can't people just uh, live with the forty thousand that you have and keep pushing forward? But Wait, so, a
3: so this is an equity plan to give free money to people who make less than $40,000?
4: Oh, yeah. And on top of that, it's something, uh, how wonderful, giving money to your constituents. Ain't that nice? A lovely, lovely Ned Lamont, he's, he's, he's something else. Just uh, thought that that should wake people up, that um, free rent, you know, nothing in this world is free. So keep pushing this way and... We'll all be paying higher taxes.
3: All right. I'm, can you uh, email me a story on that? I'm looking for a was, story. I don't see it.
4: It was there. It was there. It was. Well, I uh, believe
3: you. I just. I want to read it.
4: I just forgot where I read it. It was there. Okay. Not yesterday. The day before yesterday. Okay. Justin Bootman boot there decided to. <laughs> I give up, man. I'm telling you, it was there. You, you had to have read. It. I lost my mind when I read it because. There's so many things about it that I you're eligible for ten to thirty thousand dollars in in home mortgage? Are you kidding?
3: This is how they you know, they've totally distorted the idea of having a democratic society. They like talking about democratic systems and democratic mechanisms all the time. And what they do with those mechanisms is they destroy them. They render them useless or they distort them in such ways as to make them anti-democratic
4: they give give a handout and at the same time that's the wrong way to approach this and 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 one more thing all right they make a mess and then the conservative has to come in and fix the mess use half your energy fixing the mess and then the other half to try and push forward while you're trying to steal the election
3: Um, I think I get what you're trying to say, but it didn't come out quite clearly. But thank you for that. I don't think conservatives get the chance to fix it. That's the sad reality we're in. Let's break for news, and we'll take some more phone calls and talk some more. And I've got some sound cuts to play. You call the Rant Line 860-751-4698. It's... uh... Time to go to news on WTIC. The more you listen, the more you know. So check back throughout the day. WTIC News Talk 1080. I'm sorry, I had to get the gum out of my mouth. Does it make you think less of me? Because I sometimes chew gum while on the air, not while I'm talking, but during breaks. It'll it g- gives a good excuse to go through the wads more quickly. Eight six oh five two two nine eight four two. I found that program for. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Mayor Elliker. Yes, just a delightful. I'll read you that in a few minutes. Tony, hi, you're on WTIC. Yeah,
5: I'm worried about my money with Joe Biden. Uh this uh, fall, everyone's going to really feel the pinch, and it's going to cost them the House and the Senate just the energy crisis alone.
3: You're confident that Democrats will lose in Washington control of Congress Whoa. on both both sides. Yes, I hope yes. you're right. you know the, what what an election like this is is a race to see if they can get reelected before the American people understand. What's been done to them, because if if we were to be able to have the election a month later or two months later, there'd be no question the Democrats would just get wiped out. But they're holding together this, uh, you know, it's the dike with holes in it and, and they're sticking their fingers in trying to make sure it doesn't break. He
5: can't get anybody in the uh, to sell us oil. He's depleting the strategic oil supply and people are really becoming aware of that.
3: Well, how about what the Saudis did? So you've got the combination of we're already taking a million gallons a, a day, or a million barrels a day. Is that what it is? And and the they're Saudis the whack billion? production of two million a day.
5: Yeah. What's that saying? They don't need America.
3: Well, it's also saying they it's also saying they're mad at, at Joe Biden a little bit, I think.
5: Oh, sure they are. Sure they are. But all these radical lefts that he listens to mm-hmm. have cost the party the power in Washington now.
3: I hope you're right. I like your confidence.
5: Oh, I'm very confident of it because I just ordered oil today, and the guy won't give me a price because he can't deliver it tomorrow, and I see other agencies. It's
3: $5. It, it's uh, going up already. They're stalling already. is what you're saying? To They don't want to deliver it until the price goes up?
5: No, he can't deliver. He's got too many calls. Oh, I see. So he can't get to my house, so he doesn't want to give me today's phrase. <laughs> yes,
3: race yes, you, you have to Christ call fire. back. You have to call back each day and give you a quote. Thank you for that, Tony. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this?
4: How oh, are This is Sue from Watertown. Uh, todd asked me to send him something. You're on the air. He wanted,
3: he, oh, oh Sue. So, uh, yes. Uh, the uh, the my email address is todd at toddtalk.com. Uh,
4: todd, just to let you know. It yep. was WFSB Channel Three. They have the story.
3: With yes, and I.
4: Title, it's called I, th- "I'm Home."
3: Yeah, thank you. Yes, that's the program. I found it on uh, on uh, government radio. Their website.
4: Thank you. All right.
3: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for oh, tipping man. me off to the story. I I'd missed it. I don't I don't read the uh, that part of the state every day, so I missed out on some of it. Bill in Colorado. Thank you for calling back. Hi, Bill. Yes, Bill. I know Colorado's far away, but it doesn't usually take that long to hear somebody, does it? Let's talk to Jim in Wellington. Hi, Jim.
9: Hi. Uh, just one point about the election coming up—the midterms. Yep. You got to remember, none of these people that that will that may win, they may win—they don't take office until January of the following year. Yes. And I and I've heard, and I agree with the fact that uh, what we're going to see is the Democratic Party just go haywire for the next three months, trying to get as much uh, progressive policy through as they possibly can before all the new people take office.
3: Yeah, well, that's the nature of the beast, right?
9: Uh, Well, it is the nature of the beast, but uh, the the, the beast is like a hydra. It's got eight, nine, ten, fifteen heads. You know, (laughs) which one do you take on, uh, you know, after all the new people get in? I mean, the economy's in a shambles now. It's going to be considerably worse. We all know what we're going to go through between uh, now and, uh, let's say, next March, as far as cost. Mm-hmm. And at what point? Do you say, which one of these things you're going to take on? And the ironic thing, in my view, is that half of this could all go away within five to six months if we just pumped our own damn oil. You know, you know, if we just well, pumped that's our the oil
3: oil. so that's the opportunity for the Republicans who who don't. You know, it's not an admirable job to come in after the plunderers have been in power and to try to deactivate the plunder. And by the way, they, you know, it's not just what they'll do in the last three months. They've been acting for the last couple of years as if it is the last couple of months. And, well, yes. well, and they're making sure they pack all the hateful anti-American crap into law that they can before they're thrown out.
9: And then the last thing I'll say is that as bad as the Democratic Party is, 80% of it right now, we can lay a lot of this on the Republican Party who sat on our hands. Even when Trump was president, they sat on their hands when he was in it for two years and then continued to sit on their hands. With I, I haven't heard any strong rebuttal about anything that's been going on coming from the left or coming out of the media. I don't see anybody standing up. Even, even, the Dem- even the Republicans have talked about this new... Uh, uh, contract with America and all the things that they stand for. Guess what? We had all that with Trump. Everything they're talking about we had when Trump was in office. And half of that Republican Party did nothing to help him. Nothing. And, and the messaging going forward for these midterms and then the next presidential election, a lot of these people are just sitting on their hands. These entrenched Republicans. I don't, I don't hear anything.
3: No, that's Trump's what they president. do. Jim, that's what they do. You're right. Thank you for the call. What they do is they sit around and wait for the wind to blow their way. Or, or you could think of it as uh, somebody, a surfer, waiting for the wave to form that they need. Both sides do this. When the other side is making a mess of things, they paddle around trying to get in line for the wave that's going to carry their team to power. Let me give Bill one more try. You there, Bill?
6: Yes, I am here, Todd. Oh,
3: okay, good. I tried you a couple of minutes ago and couldn't get, raise you. Go ahead.
6: Oh, I had to take a phone call. Thanks for coming back to me. Yeah. Um, um,
3: well, I hope you made some money on that call.
6: Oh, <laughs> I did. actually, Usually I'm in Weatherfield, but today I'm out in Steamboat Springs playing grappa. And um, yeah, playing I think I what? Grandpa, you know, I'm, I got a little...
3: Oh, oh, Grandpa. I'm sorry. I thought you you said grappa, like the Italian beverage, and I was trying to think what that game was.
6: No. And uh, so, yeah, response to the gentleman who said, I I didn't know what town it was that was looking for uh, giving out handouts for uh home loans.
3: From New Haven.
6: I couldn't, I couldn't find his, but in you know, May 2nd of 22, Governor Lamont, announced the launch of my home, Connecticut, up to 30,000 in grant assistance. And then July 8th, Bridgeport Mayor, uh, is Dan still mayor in there? Because this is, they did a 25,000 forgiveness program for up to 25,000 in forgiveness. So it's like, I never heard about those on the the radio. So it's like, buy more votes. (laughs)
3: That's what they do. they f- They figure out how to take money from people who go to work to give to their core constituency, those who don't go to work, or those whose workplace is rigged to be unusually favorable to them by the union scheme. Uh,
6: yeah, exactly. And oh that that just played for um, your help with your IRS. You know, it, we, we give all our money to Connecticut, so there's nothing for IRS to take
3: anymore. Well, that would be the one bonus, the one benefit from uh, being overtaxed from Connecticut. Bill, thank you so much for the call. Go back to being grandpa. That's more important. Francis, hi. You're on WTIC.
7: Hi, Todd. How you doing?
3: Who's this? Francis who?
7: Francis Rexford Cooley.
3: And where are you running running for for office?
7: I'm running for the 22nd District, state rep.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. What is the 22nd? Um, What towns is that?
7: Plainville, part of Farmington, and part of Southington.
3: Okay, right in the heart of it all.
7: Right in the heart of it all. I mean, and your discussion on the infrastructure is uh, pretty spot on. What we're doing constantly is these massive projects that just end up robbing Peter to pay Paul. So, for example, I mean, the convention center in Hartford, beautiful structure. I've been there a couple of times, saw the beyond Van Gogh there. And they redid the restaurant bar district, but all they ended up doing was gutting the existing restaurant bar district in Hartford between the Civic Center and Union Station.
3: They were relocating. it.
7: Relocating. We spent a ton of money. What's the real economic benefit? There's no real economic growth there. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have a problem. I mean, the last um, politician that one could argue, Rowland with moving and trying to revitalize the cities with the colleges. I don't necessarily agree with that. I thought there was more robbing Peter to pay Paul, but the last one to really do where he's building things was mayor Mike in Hartford. And this is going back a quarter over a quarter of a century ago. And it wasn't these massive projects. It was all these small things. So put a substation by Webster square, Webster's theater reopens. You have a little revival there mm-hmm. uh, Parkville, got revived and it wasn't throwing massive amounts of money. Basically what he was doing was looking for private monies coming in, but getting the government out of the way or providing the services that would provide organic growth, a police substation. So we lessen the crime, make it safer. People want to go down to Webster square, pretty much undone by uh, the next mayor, mayor Perez, but it worked. When he did it, and that's really what if government's going to have an involvement other than infrastructure, building highways, bridges, etc., it's essentially getting the government out of the way and letting private monies come in and organically build because it's going to last.
3: But you're a, this is based on the premise that government is looking to improve conditions in general in the state and what we've morphed into during these past 40 years or so with with uh, democrats in control of the state is that nothing in state government is done for the best interest of voters in general or taxpayers in general it's done for the best interest of core constituencies that assure that democrats return to power
7: well i mean they their uh, politicians are trying to buy votes uh, yeah, but, 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 but it talk-
3: used to be they ran the state and they bought a little vote on the side, if they could, here and there. Now every well, single thing they're doing is a distortion of the way they know it should be so that they can rig elections.
7: But there's also another change that's occurred is if you go back, and again, I'm going way back to when I was a little kid, so this is going back 50-plus years politicians came out of private industry, private jobs, they'd been in the economy, they ran, they served, they went back. So they had to live under what they had done. We have too many politicians that are in there for 40 years so that they don't ever have to suffer the consequences of their own policies. So I I think what we need with the voters is essentially – No, I'm not going to keep voting for the same people we need as Twain said, politicians like diapers need to be changed on a regular basis or he has been accredited with. saying. Yes. Well, it's
3: a good saying because because obviously the smell gets pretty bad. Francis, tell us your name again.
7: It's Francis Rexford
3: Cooley. And what's the Rexford? Is that a reference to some former family member who was involved in politics or something?
7: No, it was actually my great-grandfather uh, my great-grandfather who was in business. His father, my great-great-grandfather, uh was a state senator briefly in the 19th century.
3: And is that uh, why you're very... using it? Is that why you you do the three name thing?
7: No, I I'm actually taught uh college for years. Um so I have a whole bunch of very obscure academic reference publications mm-hmm. and my father used to write uh, about economics, as Francis Cooley, so I started using Francis Rexford
3: just to differentiate to yourself
7: between the two of us.
3: Okay, gotcha. In my or, writing career, uh, how do people find you online?
7: Uh, Cooley for Connecticut uh, on Facebook, and then our website is uh, Cooley four CT, all spelled out for f o r dot com. So Cooley for CT dot com.
3: Awesome. Well, Francis, thank you for being in touch. It's good to talk with you.
7: Uh, my pleasure. Have a good uh, afternoon.
3: You as well. It's good to talk. I like hearing a, a smart person who uh, makes sense philosophically, politically. That That's uh, a nice thing to have happen. 8605 More coming up on WTIC. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC. News Talk 1080 1080. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Is this economy coming to get you? Are you worried about it? Is it already changing your lifestyle? The crushing mess that is happening right now. Paul in Waterbury. Hello.
8: Yeah. Hi, Todd. Uh, I uh, am on the way down to uh, Waterbury the Verdi's restaurant, the Bob Stepanowski bus is gonna be landing there. Um I talked to uh Jeff who's the uh, I don't recall his last name, but he's the organizer for Waterbury. I, apparently Amy did call me on Sunday. I'm very honored. Mm-hmm. She told me that she did call me. I didn't realize it was Bob's Good. wife. But anyway, <clears throat> um I'm going down there to, he said I could, you know, help out down there. And uh, you know, it sounds like there's some really aggressive uh, things going on in the campaign. Some real great uh, uh, boots on the pavement stuff happening, and uh, you know, I think it, I think I think he's going to do it with a lot of fire and horsepower. I think it's going to happen. You know, well, it's
3: getting. I you know, this is squeeze time. This is when the serious uh, solidification of the campaign begins, and that includes the the issues becoming defined regarding what people are going to be voting on. By the way, uh, Bob Stefanowski is doing a bus tour. That's what. Paul is referring to, and he'll be calling into us, Paul, around uh, ten after four, well, to give us a report kind of from thing. the from the bus on what's going on.
8: Uh, you know, I was just going to mention that the Dewey headline. Uh, and yeah, Dewey and Dewey 40 win, yep. and it turned out that Truman won. I, this may be the the same situation. You know, these polls, and apparently uh, the the Stefanovsky campaign poll numbers. Are showing Bob within uh, the margin of error, so uh, can we believe these polls that they're broadcasting? But uh, anyway, thanks for taking my call, Todd.
3: Thank you for making it, Paul. Good to talk with you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Yes, Bob will be with us in uh, fifteen minutes or so, and we'll find out what what is happening on the bus tour as it commences today for the Stefanowski. Campaign. Call the Rant Line 860-751-4698. And we'll get you a traffic update right now. Mark is off today. Russ Meyer in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center.
0: His karate lessons might
3: not turn him into a black
0: belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. Will always be worth it.